Do you ever wake up and your brain's just like totally on fire and you're like, oh, I better put my seatbelt on because I know today is going to be a ride. Welcome back, Pod Squad. I'm going to do my very best today to not have squirrel brain, but I feel like I got a lot of energy today. I feel like I got a lot of energy. I don't know why, because honestly, I haven't felt really good going into the new year. I've kind of been like blase, blase, blah, blase, blase, blah. But I was just reminiscing some stories, some things, some blah, 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 blah. And I wanted to talk today about transferable skills and how sometimes where you are might not be where you want to go, but what you're learning in the interim is going to come to play later on. And you don't know that yet. You could have no possible idea, but it will absolutely play into whatever you want to be in the future. And so I think this is really helpful because I think a lot of times when we're not where we want to be in our lives, we get really down and we kind of just focus on the negative, all the things that aren't working or or all the things in the place that we're in that we're like, well, this isn't getting me closer to where I want to be. Or this isn't, you know, if I'm, I was joking, I was like literally talking to myself in in my bathroom, just like getting ready, like just running around my house, talking to myself, talking out loud to these ideas. But I was like, you know, you might be like a manager at Fidelity and you want to be a soul cycle instructor. And I think a lot of times it's like you get stuck because it looks like such a far out goal and you're not reverse engineering it. It's like, you're not thinking about the action item steps in the moment to get you there, as well as what are you doing in this current place that can actually be or make you an asset in the future when you drop into what you want to actually be doing. And if you're listening, you're like, Mads, that makes no sense. What I'm doing right now is so polar opposite of what I want to be doing in my life. Like, how could this be a transferable school skill? And what I want to tell you are some funny stories that, you know, in my past, I had no idea like I had no idea what the trajectory was going to look like. If you know the story, like I worked in the entertainment industry in Hollywood. I did a lot of things out there pre soul cycle. And even now at soul cycle, like I had no idea that there were certain skills that were going to put me in a position so that I could coach beyond the bike and do confidence coaching and create programs and help people in different ways. I just never, ever thought just by going through the life experiences that I've gone through. I always say like, this is the school of life. We're all enrolled and everybody plays a part in this. And there are action items every day, no matter what you're doing, um, actual takeaways, or I guess takeaways is a better idea, no matter where you are. And you could be like, but I fucking hate my job, Madison. Like, how could this possibly be teaching me anything? And like, maybe the bottom line is it's teaching you massive patience. Maybe it's teaching you to deal with the absolute worst kinds of human beings so that in the next chapter, you are you are unfazed by anybody who comes in front of you. And I actually think that a lot of my skills came from being an, exec- an executive assistant, a personal assistant, an on-call at all hours type of job, which I was actually scratching my head earlier because I was like, how is Hollywood faring these days with this whole like uh, balance and uh, boundaries thing? Because let me tell you, when I worked in Hollywood, there were no boundaries. You got to call at 2 a.m. to book a flight. You were booking a flight. You got to call it literally. You were out with your friends 
friends on a Friday night at the bar and somehow you had to snap it together to go unlock a door for your boss or some shit. I, I mean, I could go on for literally ever. In fact, I like we were going to get into some of that later. But in the moment, you're like, I had no idea that what I was doing or what I might be doing, if this is you listening, it will come to play later. I actually think that's a huge part of what plays into confidence. A lot of questions I get asked is, how did you build your confidence? How did you, how did you, how did you, how did you? And I think that's why sometimes it's like grasping at straws because it is such an innate skill that I built from the trials and tribulations of the weird odd jobs or the jobs that I worked in the past that all now come to play in the future. It's like all that, all those skill sets that I didn't even know I was building now play into what I'm doing. And if you're like, how do I sit in this interim of knowing where I want to be, but not quite being there yet? I'm definitely not going to tell you to trust the process because I think if, if you are in a sticky situation where you feel that frustration, or I call it like the bubble of wanting to be somewhere else, the last thing, (laughs) the last thing I know I always want to hear is trust the process. And even though I believe in that so deeply, so deeply, it is so much easier to coach like that, looking back and knowing that you made it through the process than sitting in front of somebody who is like, all set and you tell them to trust the process. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you to trust the process, but I'm going to tell you to start believing in a bigger, a bigger story and a bigger outcome for yourself. So step one of reverse engineering, whatever the goal is that you have in mind. So I'm talking in career world, but you could really take this far beyond your career. You could take this into literally whatever you do in your life, but I want to talk career because a lot of times, and at least a lot of the narrative, the collective conscious that I'm hearing lately, you know, is I'm here, but I want to be there. And I think what happens with the there is it kind of plays like, I always think of this visualization of like a little mouse scurrying. I don't know, like in those old school, like, I don't know, in those storybooks or the the rhymes, there's a little mouse. And if they were, if you were to flash a light on it, it's just a mouse. But then if you didn't have the lights on and the mouse was projecting like a shadow onto the wall, it looks like this giant, scary monster. If you can close your eyes and visualize that, I know you've probably seen a meme or a picture or <laughs> I'm dating myself here in a newspaper, like God forbid in the funnies in the back. I know I've seen that projected on the wall a million times. And I feel like that's sometimes what our goals look like when we set them out. Wait, it's great to set them out there, right? It's amazing. Like you should shoot the moon on those. And then when you start to make your list of like the actionable items to get you there, they need to be bite sized because if you're always just looking at the super, super, super big, scary thing on the wall, you're going to get stuck. You're going to not even know what to do next. And I think that's another thing I hear also often. Well, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. And it's like, okay, well, let's think about what you want and let's reverse engineer it. Instead of thinking forward, 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 I got to get up there. I, you know, I want, you know, I want to be the SVP in sales. Okay. Well, can you make 10 sales today? Can you, what's, what's the first actionable idol can do, you can do? Hey, well, you know, I, I really want to get in the fitness business. I want to, I want to be an instructor. I want to be whatever. And I was like, okay, uh, do you have your certifications? And even though in a lot of times those aren't even necessary in the places you might want to work actually will do the training for you. But like, what are the first little things that you can do to kind of set you 
in the right direction. That's kind of first things first when it comes to reverse engineering. I think we tend to project so far or so big that then we just get stuck. It's like we just get too deep in the mud of it and we're like, what do I do now? And so that was kind of like my first little tangent of, okay, well, Mads, I, I, I know what I want and now what can I do? And I would say, do the next right thing. Try to do something today that's going to get you further. Even just if it's like a one teeny, teeny, one, zero, zero, one hundredth of a one hundredth of a percent closer to that goal. And so like, let's take something silly. I want to read 10 books in January. Okay. Can you read 10 pages today? A lot of times people are like, I don't have the time. I don't, I can't, I can't sit down and read. You can't sit down and read for 10 minutes because I'm pretty sure you can scroll on TikTok for 10 minutes and you don't even think about it. You don't even think about it. So it's just about being really conscious of that. And then also taking back your time. Time management is huge. And we'll save that for another day, maybe a rainy day, because I mean, there are so many different ways of time block and time manage. We won't even get into that, but really just start owning a owning your time, but also taking those first tiny steps and not discrediting, discrediting, English, not discrediting yourself for taking them like because they're small. You know, I think that's where our mindset gets really messed up. Like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It was so small. Like, no, no, it's a huge deal. Like pat yourself on the back. Congratulations. The first thing I say when I do a workshop or somebody signs up to a coach with me or anything is congratulations because just stepping on the phone with me, just taking the connection call, just even reaching out with a DM to say, I'm curious. I'm curious about what this could look like. Hey, what's the process for you? What does this look like? Just even having the courage to write a freaking DM, which by the way has like literally zero bench zero barrier to entry and is not scary at all in theory like you could literally throw your phone across the room after you write it I always laugh when people are like I'm so scared to get on a zoom call with you I'm like there is literally no overhead like if you're scared two minutes in you could literally slam the computer shut and never talk to me again or you could like call me back and be like I'm sorry I freaked out you know I would be I would respect that person way more than somebody that doesn't show up straight up I would respect that person so much more for like literally slamming their computer shut on a zoom call with me because they like had a panic attack god forbid we won't wish that on anybody but like literally had a freak out than not showing up at all like at least get in the damn arena and then we'll see where it goes I know that trust is a huge thing in relationships and I told you we weren't going to go on any tangents today, but I'm sorry. That was a tiny white dove white lie. So talked a little bit about reverse engineering. I want to talk about transferable skills and tell you some funny stories because I feel like it's really challenging. You know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll speak a lot of times or I'll coach from a place of, of having gone through it. And so I want to tell you about some places in my life that I'm like, I, you know, I shake my head and I look back and I'm like, how, how the hell did I do that? Like, how the hell did I actually freaking do that? I have no idea, but here's what I do now. Every single job situation experience you have is some way is either teaching you something so that when that big break or that big opportunity comes, you're ready for it. Because I think that's the second kind of prong to the whole, like, you know, you know, being where, being where you need to be when the opportunity comes, you can have all the blessings and all the opportunities and all the luck or whatever you want to call it come your way. But if you're not ready for it, if you don't have all the skills built up that, you know, 
you're ready for it, that it doesn't matter how many times the opportunity comes your way or the ball gets tossed your way. You know, <laughs> like what a great thing. If, if I was playing basketball on the Celtics, I don't have a single skill. Like if the ball got thrown to me and it was my my turn to make three-point shot at the end of the game, I, I probably... Uh, I might make it. I might make it. Just like, you know, toot my own horn there just because I like that would be cool. But I probably wouldn't make it because I have zero skills. I have zero skills when it comes to that, right? So that's kind of like, it's a little bit of a metaphor for life. Like when life throws you the ball, are you going to be ready to make the shot? Or like, have you done the prep work? Have you have you done a lot of different things in the field that you want to be in so that when that time comes, you're ready? Because being ready is is so, so important. I think that, being an executive assistant, a personal assistant is one of the coolest jobs that you can get out the gate because you learn so many skills. You don't even know what you're learning. You are literally being baptized by fire. You know, everybody, I mean, you, depending on who you work for, like, you know, more about this person than people probably in their family. You literally run their life. And by running someone else's life, you get really just like a lot of different skills coming your way. I remember one time in particular, I was working for this company. Actually, I remembered this because I was in a supermarket in Weston. I live in Massachusetts. Weston's a little bit towards the suburbs in the west, west of Boston. And we were in this market called Brothers and there was this chocolate syrup. It's called Coops. And I had this like very crazy flashback in the supermarket. And these always happen to me when I'm out. I get these like very vivid flashbacks of being like very young in Hollywood or being in EA or whatever. And so I was working with company at the time and we were doing a photo shoot for a certain celebrity that was launching this website with all these interesting like clothing and 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 food products and just like all her favorite things and so I remember my my job one day was literally to find this chocolate syrup which at the time I guess was like extremely hard to find maybe it was brand new whatever and I just remember I drove all around all around LA. Like when I tell you all around LA, like I left the office in the morning and I didn't come back till that afternoon and I drove everywhere. And I remember I found it in a supermarket in Brentwood. So, I mean, our office was somewhere like in Hollywood, like deep, more East Hollywood. And I was all the way up in Brentwood at some random ass supermarket. I think it was more of like a little bodega, gave me bodega vibes. And I found this chocolate syrup and (laughs) like, it's shit like that, that I just look back on and I laugh. Cause I'm like, how the fuck did that have anything to do with what I'm doing now? But then I start to think about, well, okay, it, it taught me that everything is figure outable or it gave me the gumption to be like, no matter what happens today, I'm going to find this stupid chocolate syrup. Like that is what I set out to do. And I was like, I'm going to make it happen. There's this almost like fire in you when you work in these positions where no is not acceptable, where you learn very quickly. (laughs) I don't know how to get the yes how to get the yes. And that goes for, you know, it's Friday night and your boss is like, I need a reservation at Mastro's at 7 p.m. in in Beverly Hills. And you're like, are you on fucking drugs? Like that is literally what goes through your mind. And then somehow you make up some crazy story and somehow you get the reservation. And you throw every, you call every connection in the book. You throw everything at it just to get a dinner reservation. And it's like these silly little things I look back on, but it was teaching me in 
I, I think what it was teaching me was like insane perseverance, like on another level where like failure is almost not an option, which is kind of scary. Cause at that time it like actually was really not an option. Like you you could not get a no. So it was like, I have to get the yes. And the whole thing I think about running someone else's life or being a PA or an EA, depending on what your situation is, is like, you're going to figure it out. And it teaches you insane levels of perseverance to get the yes, to get the answer, um, to find the solution. It's on another level. I'll always have these weird flashbacks and memories of of things that I just did and I and and I laugh because maybe at the time they seemed they were they seemed so important and so crazy and and now looking back I'm like goodness gracious was that what was the most important thing to me that day like what kind of life was I living and yet at the same time it's all part of my unique story and collection of life experiences that determine how I show up today. One thing that I, I know I'm super grateful for when I've worked in the craziest of environments is I'm not really afraid to talk to anybody. Like you, you can't be afraid to talk to people when you work for super high powered people, when you have really insane clientele coming in and you have to talk to them. You're not going to sit in the front room or go greet, I don't know, like David Beckham and act weird. Like you can't do that. You have to be super professional. You have to be on it and you have to be personable. That is like literally one of your number one traits when it comes to working in that position. And even as I'm telling these stories about the ways like you have the skills, there's also moments where you learn. Like there are learning moments in your failures where you are as well. And one in particular I think of, and I actually forgot about this because I think I blacked it out because it was like such a bad day in my life, was we had this big meeting, this big, big board meeting, and we had invited Pepsi in. Now, like Pepsi Global, Pepsi International, I don't even remember what the project was, why we invited them, whatever. I just know as an EAPA, you got to go and you got to fully stock the room. You got to get everybody's lunches. You got to make sure this place looks freaking pristine like the freaking president of the United States is coming in and I went down to the supermarket on San Vicente I got everything I'm in my car you know I'm battling the traffic in LA at lunchtime and I get back I set up the room it's beautiful everything is amazing and one of my really good friends in LA walks into the room she was working in finance at the time was like Matt the meetings with Pepsi and I was like yeah yeah I know like isn't this great she was like all the products you got are coke products And I was like, you've got to be fucking like it didn't even occur to me that I was just trying to get through the actionable items instead of paying attention to detail of like, why would I buy Coke products when the meeting was with Pepsi? And like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. That would be such a problem. I would be fired on the spot. So my friend caught me. I went down to San Vicente. I got all new things. I came back. And I think that was one of the days I'm pretty sure this is why I blacked it out. And she remembers that I was 100 percent crying the bathroom crying in the fucking bathroom at work over buying the wrong soda like this is the type of shit that like, you can't make this up you actually can't make this shit up it's it's that it's that bananas and that crazy but in that world at that time at that moment for that meeting it was like life or death situation so important and what did I learn from that? Be more thorough. Don't rush around like an idiot. Triple check who's coming in, what they like, what like literally it's taught me how to be way more thorough. It also has taught me how to throw an amazing event. Um, but yeah, that was an example of like a massive failure, which I actually blacked out because I think it was like that horrific of a day. I was like that horrified in my life. But it's one of the stories that my good friend always, always brings up when we're laughing about like the old days. 
I know some of these stories are silly and uh, there's, I, I have dozens of these crazy occurrences that would happen, but are you hearing any similarities or can you call upon places in your life where this might be happening? Yeah. You don't like where you are right now, or you're working a job where you're just like trying to get as much experience, right? You always hear, you got to get experience. You got to pay your dues and work your way up and blah, da, 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 da. and that might be the case in a lot of different ways, but you can do that in a lot of different ways. And what that looks like, honestly, I feel like is just collecting these transferable skills. It's like having a tool belt, going to Home Depot and buying a plain tool belt. And then when you walk out in life, every experience that you have that either makes you like the good times or breaks you like the Pepsi meeting is just another tool you can put in your tool belt. And eventually you get to a point where you feel really freaking confident in a lot of different situations in a myriad of different places because you have so many tools in your tool belt that you know that you can handle literally anything that comes your way. It's wild because on any given day, you're like, does this even matter? Does what I'm doing matter? Does this spreadsheet matter? Does this stupid fucking lunch matter that, you know, I fucked up somebody's chopped salad and there's cheese in it and not chicken and I had to go back to the place and oh my God, like, you know, I don't know. When you're in it, it's really challenging because you just want to get it right. You don't want to piss anybody off. You don't want to get fired, all that stuff. But I would urge you that no matter where you are right now, what are the skills that you are gaining to get to whatever that next place is that you want to go and, and, and stay in awe and wonderment of it. I think a lot of times we dog ourselves when we aren't where we want to be, but I think if you can figure out how to relax more into the role, and I know how do you relax into a role Mads that you don't freaking like right now? Okay. Just relax into the place that you are and not be in so much angst and anger over it because it will change. It will It absolutely will, not only because you want it to, but because you're willing it to. And because at some point, if you are that unhappy, something will, something will shift. Hopefully in a good way, like it doesn't have to get to a, a, a a throwing of bows or uh, saying something horrible and, you know, making a mess of yourself. But if you can relax more into where you are and think of like, okay, how do I almost make a game out of it? Like, what can I learn? What is this teaching me? What is this teaching me about myself right now? Like, what is it in this role? Maybe I've been in this role for a really long time and I'm so bored. I want to pull my hair out. Is there another level to unlock here that I'm just, because I'm in so much angst and annoyance about how bored I am, or I'm not actually looking for the skill that could be the key to the next door that I want to open for me. And it's right here in this job where I'm so bored. It's like could be literally smack dab in the, in the center of my face of the skill that I need to acquire to kind of like bounce to the next level. You know, I use video games a lot because one, they're awesome. And two, it, it, it really, to me, I can super visualize that key to the next level. What do you need to do to the next level? Maybe you've played a game before where you think you have all the things and the clues and everything you need. And then all of a sudden you're like, shit, I got to go back and I got to see that there's something here I must have missed. There's an opportunity here. There's a skill here. There's literally something here. There's a tangible tactical takeaway somewhere in this that I need. And it's the last thing maybe I need to learn or discover or find in order to get me into the next door up the next flight of stairs through that next th- over that next threshold to get me to the next level of whatever it is I'm trying to unlock to whoever it is I'm trying to be wherever it is I'm trying to go 
And I find myself there as well. You know, how do I keep showing up to something that I've been doing for four years at the same level? There's no level above me. What can I learn from this? I'm doing the same thing day in and day out, six days a week, 365 days a year through every holiday, through everything. And there's really nowhere for me to ascend from here. So where is the skill? What am I trying to learn? How do I go back to a previous like a previous quote unquote level and what is there to unlock? What can I pull from this? What can I get? How much more can I get out of this? Like that's really interesting. So maybe you find yourself there as well. And I really hope that today at least opened your eyes a little bit more to the possibility around you and finding the good and the positive in a situation that might not be ideal in your mind right now, or you really might not be feeling it because a lot of times we get so down on ourselves. We beat ourselves up about where we are. And if we just kind of like take the blinders off, like let the anger, like let the frustration settle down from being so bubbled up. It's like, wow in our throat and we are like, huh, relax our shoulders, grow an extra inch from your collarbone to your earlobe. I say that in class all the time, like settle and be like, what can I learn from this situation? That's going to take me to that next best version of myself. And that's what I got for you today. I really hope that this hits for you. If you enjoyed it, honestly, the coolest thing that you can do is share this with a friend who might also resonate with it. Like sharing is caring and a step further. I love to see y'all listening to the podcast and posting about it on Instagram or TikTok or wherever it is that you post. Facebook, I don't even care. There might be something out there. Twitch, I don't know. Something out there. It is so cool to see and get tagged in because it's like you're always on your beach walks or your runs or doing personal development or just doing a something for yourself and listening to this podcast. And I just think it's the coolest thing and I'm so honored and it just makes me feel so freaking purposeful and passionate about what I'm doing. So thank you for that. If you could subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast for Wicked Fearless, as well as maybe leave a five-star review and a comment. Oh my gosh, that would be the coolest thing ever. And until next week, may you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless.